Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need to advance your mortgage practice quickly and efficiently from Jen Duplessis. America's Mortgage Mastery Mentor with over 37 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. Jen has been mentoring loan officers and realtors for over 15 years and speaking on stages across the globe. So settle in and get ready as Jen and her guests share their experience, passion, and strategies to help you crack the top producer code to reach new heights in your business. And now, here's your host, Jen Duplessis mortgage mastery mentor and head chicken charge of kinetic spark consulting hey everybody and welcome back to mortgage lending mastery i'm your host jen duplasses and today i have a real exciting guest with me patrick lorienti he is the owner co-founder president ceo of show now you're probably wondering what show and no it's not an acronym but it is a company that does listing showing assistance. And we're going to talk all about that today. So loan officers and realtors, tune in and listen up because this could be something really important for you to loan officers to be able to offer to their realtors and, and make sure that they're aware of this. And for real estate agents, obviously, this is really good news for you. So Patrick, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited. One of the reasons I'm really excited is that you and I've been talking offline here is that you're from Colorado. I'm from Colorado. I love interviewing yep. people from Colorado. You know what's so funny? I hardly ever interview anybody from Virginia, which is where I've lived the longest. Interesting. And yeah, it's pretty funny. It's uh, everybody's kind of every place else. But so Patrick, why don't you tell us a little bit about your passion and how you got what your experiences are that got you to where you're at now and what you're doing. So have at it. Yeah, passions that got me to where I'm at. I just love making an impact and I love people, right? And so that's what kind of got me into real estate business because I also sell real estate. And so impact, people, and then of course, just building and creating. So 17 to 18 years old and I picked up Jack Canfield's book, Success Principles. And within there, there's a, there's a chapter on purpose and, and living a life of purpose. And so did the exercises and I wrote it down and still to this day, they stand true. The things that I wrote down is I want to create something or invent something that changes the way something's currently done. And mm-hmm. I want to impact millions of people around the world to realize their truest potential. And so funny enough, with show, what we're doing is creating something kind of changes the way something's done. And it, I didn't intend for it to happen that way. Maybe that's why the, when I came up with the idea, it rang and I was like, yes, this is it. I'm doing it. But that's kind of been the purpose for my life. And then, of course, family and stuff is in there. But in terms of the business world, that's where my purpose lies within in why I do residential real estate in the startup. Right. Okay. Sounds good. So before we go to show, let's take a few minutes to talk about your real estate life and what's going on there. So what are you seeing in today's economy? You know, here we are, as we're recording this, we're in the second month of 2020 and it's winter 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yes. Interest rates are dropping. We still don't have a lot of inventory, right? Mm-hmm. We're so mm-hmm. messed with that, having issues with that. So what's happening now, you know, at least in your area or even globally that you'd like to share with us that you're seeing in your yeah. practice? Yeah. I feel like Al Roker, is that his name on today's show? In your neck of the woods. So in Colorado, it is super, super hot. It's kind of crazy. I didn't expect it. Last year was like, it was hot, but it was definitely one of the slower years compared to the last five to six years. You had a really hot spring and early summer and then things just dropped. It was like overnight, everything just slowed down. And so going into this year, we were all like, or maybe I should speak for myself thinking it's going to be hot. Yes, but kind of slow. Like we're balancing out finally. And just boom, January, we sold, I think it was 3,017 homes, which over a 10 year span, the last 10 years was the second highest sales volume that we did in January for the past 10 years. And I'm like, wow. It's not 3,000 is for your county, for the state, for your company. I think the numbers that they ran for my company doing the stats, that was just Denver metro area. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I know values are going up as well, despite avalanches. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm not skiing this year for that very reason. I'm not. Well, I have other things going on too, but this year we're not skiing. It's so funny. Yeah. So that sounds really good. So now how long have you been in real estate? I've been in just over five and a half years. Okay, great. And then that kind of gives me a telltale of how long you've been around. So what are you seeing is the biggest struggle for either yourself or for real estate agents that you're associated with? What are you seeing is the biggest struggle right now? Just in them growing their business or personally or no, just no, no, no. Their business. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I do care what goes on personally with them, but yeah, I wouldn't know. Of course, <laughs> oh, of course. I'm a divorce. Uh, I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah. In more so I'm talking like personally as it relates to the business. I think the biggest thing people are struggling with, gosh, in doing my podcast and I talk to some of the most successful realtors doing, you know, millions upon millions of volume to the new guy that just got into business. I'd say for the newer agents, what they're struggling with massive competition. There's like 42,000, 40,000 agents just in Colorado. Everyone you talk to is like, oh yeah, I'm a realtor too. And so I think that makes things a little difficult for people, but truly a believer of you create your own destiny. And so regardless if there's competition or whatnot, I think the biggest struggle for people is themselves in terms of their mindset and the ability to go after and go get it done. I love your motto. I can't remember what it was right off the top, but on your podcast picture. Take action, get results. Yes. Yes. That's it. I think that's the biggest struggle for people, honestly, is all the secrets, all the things that these agents need are out there, right? You have coaches yourself, people talking about this all day, every day. It's just, I think people struggle with actually going out and doing it. There's a quote. One of my favorite ones is you don't have to be great to start. You have to start to be great. Yeah. And for me, it speaks volume because a lot of these these people are looking like, what's the easiest way or quickest way or, or best way to go get business and make a million dollars in real estate? It's like the best, easiest, quickest way is just to go out and do it. I think that's the biggest struggle for a lot of agents that I'm around, the top producing agents. It's the same thing. It's, they know what they need to be doing. It's just a matter of getting out and doing it and taking the advice and listening to their coaches and executing on that. Yeah, I think that's a big thing right right now. In fact, I know even with my coaching program that what we're honing in on is shining a spotlight on everyone's unique ability. 
and or unique, you know, what their selling proposition or what they bring to the table and what makes them unique because, you know, it both it, lending and real estate is such a commodity, you know, that mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything that you have to say, you know, I help people because I really, you know, yeah, yeah, whatever. So we've been working on that. A lot of my clients to really highlight them and I think that's part of it. I think the other part is something I call execution laziness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And I don't know if it's laziness or not. I don't know if it's entitlement. I don't know what it is, but there's an execution issue, <laughs> right? There's and, something there for sure. Yeah. And it could be a whole multitude of things. You know, it could be confidence, limiting, which limiting beliefs to me are just excuses, but a lot of things that are going on. Well, thank you for sharing what's going on in that particular sense, because it's good for me to just always hear from the horse's mouth what kind of challenges and things. So one of the challenges that real estate agents have is trying to be 50 places at one time, right? And to show a house or to take clients around and show them. So you have development. So this is a breakthrough for you. So I want to kind of talk about how you started thinking about this and developed this and said, this is one of the challenges or needs that I have. And this is how you came up with this, this wonderful idea that you're about ready to share. Mm-hmm. Twofold. So the story started when I just got into the business, I was in between part-time jobs, finally kind of found a stable part-time job as I was building my business because I needed extra income. But there was still that need for extra income. And my managing broker called me one weekend and said, Hey, we're going out of town. Can you show homes for us with $50 an hour? And I was like, absolutely 100% give me more <laughs> after that weekend I made like 300 bucks or so and it was like oh my gosh this is, this is like kind of lucrative why not do this for a part-time job and so I actually went out and I created flyers and I was going to be the go-to showing assistant in Denver and and of course it's like any idea when you think of it and you're like oh my gosh in like 15-30 minutes it's nothing but oh my god it could be this and that and we can make this much money yeah i have it all scaled out in my mind i was so i had the flyers i was ready to start distributing them throughout the denver metro area and fortunately i got busy i got busy my business ended up being consistent so it was about a year later where i was on the flip side i needed to help it was sunday evening we had a family birthday party and my clients called me and said hey can we see the home they were already under contract but the wife hadn't seen it yet and this was their only day they could see it is sunday night and i was like it's one of those texts you want to say no, but as a good agent, of course, of course I got to go show it. And so this particular house was like an hour and a half away. It was in the mountains. So I drive an hour and a half up and the whole time I'm just thinking, I miss the family party. I love family parties. I'm doing this. I'm like, what I would have done to just like have the neighborhood realtor open the door for me. We're already under contract. They just wanted to see it. Didn't I was irrelevant. And so I got there, I showed the house, and as soon as I got back in my car, it came up again. I could not stop thinking what I would have done to get the neighborhood realtor to open the door. And then I thought, oh, you know what? This this is kind of a big problem because a year ago, I was on the flip side. So I saw the problem, and it was there. It was, we could help newer agents make money, and we can help those agents who are seasoned and need some help with getting help showing homes and being in two places at once. And on the drive down the mountain, that's when I thought of the app, and I was like, aha, this is how we can do it. That's so cool. yeah, that's kind of the story of where the idea was birthed from. Right. I think that's great. So I know it's an app and I know you have a Facebook group as well, but I know it's an app. So tell us what is it about the app that, and how do people get involved as far as realtors and how do you help your sellers feel comfortable and how do you help your buyers feel comfortable with meeting up with somebody else? Yeah, they have a license, but mm-hmm. they're not you. 
mm-hmm. and making sure that your reputation is good and making sure that other realtors aren't undercutting you and saying, well, I don't know why he said that and you should be doing this. So what are some of the challenges that you encountered or some of the things that you've used to help implement this so that people feel very, very high level of confidence? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's super important what you just brought up. And I think it's something, quite frankly, we're still figuring out because you are sending your client out with another agent. And so you have to be able to trust that agent to not only represent you, but to do a good job and make sure that your clients are taken care of. And so a couple of things we've done, obviously, in terms of the worry of, is this agent going to steal my client? All our terms and conditions, it's a lengthy terms of conditions. We spent probably more than we should have on it, but we understood this is a big concern for agents. And so within the terms of condition, any showing assistant that goes out on a showing via show, they waive their right to your client. And so you don't have to worry about them stealing your client, getting commission from them, et cetera. What we found is the biggest thing is trust. The biggest thing is we go to agents and they're like, oh my God, this is such a great idea. I could have used it last week. But when they actually go to use the platform, they're like, who am I sending my client out to? Yeah, You know what I mean? To our surprise, it wasn't as much as, are they going to steal my client? It was, are they going to represent my client well? So that when my client's done seeing a home with show, they feel comfortable and they come back to me and they're like, oh my God, you know, thank you. That was great. I super appreciate you doing this. I would say... 9.9 times out of 10, that's been the case. We haven't received any negative feedback in terms of the buyer feeling uncomfortable or the showing assistant not doing a good job. We had one out of about a 215 showings where an agent had to cancel. And that was it. That was the only negative feedback we got. Some of the things we're doing in version two are going to really enhance our trust and our credibility as a platform as our showing assistant. So as an agent coming in, you know, you're getting the best showing assistants in the world and you know, you can trust them. And I'd say the last thing I would say is I'm a realtor too. I use this all the time because I have a family. I got baby girl. She's a year and a half, another baby coming and wifey. And so a lot of times I'll use it just so I could spend more time with my family because I'm so busy. All of my buyers have loved it. I have not had one complaint. All of them actually appreciated the fact that I got them into the home. And so we have had nothing but good reviews from buyers. They feel comfortable with it. The agents feel comfortable with it. Once they hop on the platform and get past that initial fear, I mean, we just had a text that came through. Somebody first time using it. And they're like, I love show, heart, 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 heart. It's one of our directors of business development. And so, yes, there's concern there. And we're working every day to make sure that the agent hiring another agent feels comfortable, confident, and is excited that this person's got their back. Yeah. So I have a couple of follow-up questions to that. Yeah, so interesting enough, it's so funny, me being, having been a loan officer for 35 years before a couple of years ago, I would be thinking, oh, I'm going to steal my client, but I didn't think that for you. <laughs> I would have brought it up, so thank okay. God. Did. Yeah, yeah I didn't think that for realtors. I'm like, oh, I'm not thinking about it. I'm thinking about reputation immediately. I have two questions. Are you vetting your realtors? Mm-hmm. Before they come in, do they have to have a certain amount of experience or a certain something or other? <laughs> Are you vetting them? And then the second part of that, and not really the second part of that question, but is <laughs> take a minute here because I'm trying to remember what the second part. Why don't you go ahead and answer that question first? And then I'll, and oh, I know what it is, but go ahead, answer that question first. Okay. So in terms of vetting, yes, we do vet them. So essentially when you log on to the platform, you got to enter in all your license ID, first, last name, brokerage, state. From there, we take that information, run it through the governing agency for Colorado's DORA. 
By the way, we are only launched in Colorado right this second. This year, we do plan to, to expand. Well, there's 40,000 realtors in Colorado, so. Yes, there's a lot. <laughs> there's plenty of people, yeah. For sure. And so from that information, we run it through Dora, make sure they are who, who they say they are, that their license is, is true and active. They have no disciplinary actions through Dora. And so long as they check all those boxes, they're good to join the platform. All of our agents within the platform have to be licensed. There's nobody who is not licensed showing home. Everyone is licensed. And so that's the vetting process right now. As we build out version two, there's going to be more steps to the vetting process. There will be filters. We've got a lot of cool things coming up so that you know our hiring brokers can trust that whoever's going to show their home is bona fide true professional that they can trust. Right. I love that. And then, so the other question I want to ask you is when someone comes up on the platform, well, for example, when I want to, I belong to a couple of platforms for podcasting, right? And I have the choice to be a podcast host or a podcast guest or both. Yep. So do they have the opportunity to kind of tap in and say, look, I need people sometimes and people I'm available sometimes. So they have that opportunity to put that in there as well. Yes. Great question. They do. So as soon as you sign up, the cool thing about our platform is you don't have to go out. Everything's all in one. So as soon as you're vetted, you're in the platform, you could be a showing assistant or a hiring broker. So yeah, everything's nicely laid out. It's simple. You just push up a button and it changes you from a showing assistant to a hiring broker. Yeah. Okay. That sounds cool. It kind of reminds me of Lyft and Uber. Exactly. If you need a ride, you just call somebody, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? And yep. then they get ranked and they get rated and they get to show how many drives they've done, how long they've been driving, that kind of thing. So I think that part of it is really, really cool. So in your, you said 215 reviews, and I'm sure you've had more of these activities, but you know, in the actual mm -hmm. reviews themselves and stuff, what percentage is are people tending to be? So when you're going in, are you mm -hmm. picking up things that you go and show? Or are you at this point in your career just looking for people to show homes for you? So for me, I'm specifically a hiring broker. That's what we call agents okay. who need help showing homes. Um, broker. Exactly. Okay. Early on in the platform, or even now, since it is my baby, if I see something that's not getting picked up and I can pick it up, I'll pick it up and go show it. But generally for me, I only use it as a hiring broker. Yeah. So now does everybody negotiate what the price is based on mileage and things like that? Or is it just a flat fee for everybody both ways and, and everyone agrees to it? Yeah. So it's a flat fee. We did a lot of research in the beginning to figure out what is the value that makes sense for everyone here? What's the structure that makes sense? And for us, we do just an hourly flat rate fee. So we don't do any mileage or anything. It starts when you get to the house. It ends when you leave the house. And it's kind of this showing assistants have their opinions on pricing, hiring brokers. And it's like finding that middle ground to where it's like showing assistant might be affected. But if we do X, so for us, it's flat rate, $55 an hour. If you get one home in, great. If you get three homes in, great. Still $55 an hour. 30 of that goes to the showing assistant. And then you could do tours. So you could do 10 showings over three hours. That same showing assistant will show all of them. But that way it's simple. You don't have to negotiate. You don't have to figure out what's it going to cost. It's just flat rate, $55 an hour. Yeah. So how has it impacted your business in the short time that you've actually put this together and you've been kind of playing it and stuff? What are the results for people? Another shiny object. 
course. Here we go yep. again. <laughs> more software, Absolutely. more this, that, and the other. And, and yes, people could get on your app and they could uh, subscribe and be part of the platform and everything, but the actual use of it, what is it going to do for people? We already talked about the problem. We know it has a solution, but what are the actual results? Yeah, absolutely. So a couple things, specifically, at least for me, it's allowed me tremendous amount of freedom and for me to get my time back. And from that, we give people the option, right? We give the people the option, what are you going to do with that time? Are you going to go out and, and prospect more and build a business more? Or are you going to spend time with family? Or are you going to spend time for yourself finally? You finally get to go on vacation and not have to worry, right, about client that's been sitting on the fence for six months calling you and say they want to see home. So for us, it's a lot about giving people the option, giving them the freedom to get their time back and choose what they want to do in terms of their time. At least for me, it's allowed me a tremendous amount of just stress relief and knowing that I can spend time with my family and have dinner because I'll go through a crazy week and it's like, yes, wifey, finally, I'll spend all Sunday with you. And she's looking forward to it. It's great. And then it's like, uh, I've got showings and it's, but now I could be like, no, I'm still spending Sunday with you. Clients, don't worry, I still get you taken care of. So that's been the biggest impact on me. What we're also building within version two, we're thinking it from the state of mind of how can we build a product and a service that somebody can use for every single showing I ever do? And they won't. But if we build it that way, people are going to be able to use it a lot more than they can now. And so really the impact we're trying to make is time freedom for you to choose what you want to do with that time. But two, we want this to be a middle ground from I'm an agent that has a lot of business and I need to hire a team to now you can just use show as a showing assistant platform so that you can get that time back and grow your business. Now you don't need a showing assistant, go hire an assistant. And so that's the two big impacts I've seen, not only for myself, but other people is either time to live the life and enjoy the fruits of their labor or build the business more because now you have the time to do it. Yeah. And I love that eventually you can just say, okay, I've I've done this enough. It's kind of a nice little testing ground as to whether or not you can hire an assistant to scale your practice without taking on all that Mm -hmm. risk of it, right? Exactly. And you're paying them, obviously. So it's a 1099. Is that it? Or is it an mm-hmm. invoice thing? Or they have to have their own business, a separate business, or it's just part of their business? How is the financial side? I mean, they're not putting money back and forth. I know the money's rolling through you and, and that mm-hmm. type of You know, I could see a new real estate agent, regardless of age, a new real estate agent saying, you know what? I'm never going to sell a house. I'm just going to do this. Yeah. Or maybe someone who's on the downturn, right? They're saying, you know, I've had my career. I just want to kind of dabble in it and touch and play with it. A little extra money won't hurt me. I just see people sort of stepping into this just as an Uber driver. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Just as an Uber driver saying, you know what? I have other things that I like to do, but I just want to dabble. So, you know, so I'm just curious how taxing that would be in the bookkeeping and whatnot for people as well. Yeah, it's a good question. The cool thing is because we're an app, we're integrated with our payment processor, the funds go like we as a company never pay out a showing assistant. It's directly from the hiring broker to them. So we don't get the full 55 and then divvy it out. No, we just get what we get. And so, yeah, it's all integrated within our payment processor. So 1099s and stuff, you just log into your account and you got it. Okay. 
cool. I love that. So you said there's a version two coming out. And so you're working out sort of the kinks and a little smoothing things over as people test and whatever. When do you think you're going to go national? Because anybody who's listening to this is probably saying, okay, so this is all really good, but dang it. In yeah. Colorado. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In Colorado, right? When do you think you'll be going national? We have plans Q2, Q3 to expand national. We're looking to go into an additional two to three states initially. And then from there, once we have the full version two built up, then we're going to release it to more markets. But right now, with us looking to go in the next two to three different states, we're kind of open. We have our eye on some markets, but for us, if an opportunity presents itself to where we get a big brokerage of 50, 100, 500 agents, we're willing to talk to them and, and potentially partner up and launch in that state sooner than later. So yeah, if somebody is out in a different state and they're like, I want to use this now, we're open right now and, and love a conversation. That's awesome. So if you're listening in, that's what you want to do is you want to take advantage of connecting with Patrick and we'll have all of his links and then show notes and stuff to see what you can do to make this happen in your area, especially if you're someone who's really busy and you're just saying this is the coolest thing since sliced bread. I mean, I know Colorado very well, but one of the things about Colorado is you can drive around and, you know, traffic's getting bad on 25, <laughs> but I used to commute from Colorado Springs to Westminster every single day. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, from my mortgage business. But anyway, so that was, it's a long commute, but it's not the intense kind of traffic that you find in Washington, D.C., and Boston, yeah. and Philly, and L.A., you know, those places. So mm-hmm. for me, I would think, gosh, if, if I lived in one of those areas, it would beat me having to go find a parking spot and pay for parking and get a ticket and (laughs) circle and be late every single time. Right. If there's Mm -hmm. someone who's local says, look, I walked the whole territory. Mm -hmm. I walked the whole thing. And so, yeah, I'll just pop down my elevator and pop over there for you. Right. Quick cab. So yeah, I think that's a really great opportunity. Yeah. You're exactly right. The the neighborhood realtor, right? Like just please open the door for me. I'll pay you. I'll take care of your time. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. That's really good. One last question I have for this program too is, does no, going realtor after going through the house with the buyer in this case, report something like report some, you know, like I, I own Airbnbs, right? And yeah. As soon as yeah. We all do reviews for each other and not so much a review, but just sort of a status thing. Hey, I took Susie and Tommy in the house and they really liked it. And I think they want to make an offer. So I want you to know that that's what's going to happen and you need to call them quickly. So do you have a mechanism for them to communicate as well? Absolutely. So within the app, you clock in as a realtor, even though it's a flat fee for an hour, you clock in. Once you're done with that showing and going to the next one, or you clock out, you have to leave feedback. Ah, If you don't leave feedback, you cannot go to the next step. So yeah, there's a scale one to 10 and then there's comments and, and generally the realtors will write up not for them or whatever it may be, but every single showing we do, yes, there's feedback attached to it. Oh, that's cool. So I think that's good too, because that eliminates this whole stop talking, take action, get results type of thing. Because I know that loan officers and realtors alike are horrible at follow-up. <laughs> it's a follow-up. Totally. The conversion ratios, it could be much, much better. And this kind of forces you to say, oh, you know, out of sight, out of mind, they looked at it. I'll wait for the client to call me if they're interested, right? Or mm-hmm. I'll call mm-hmm. them later, but then I forgot. And so this really puts it in front of your face to be able to communicate with people back and forth. And I think that just that alone would probably increase conversion ratios all by itself. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's huge. Used it the other day and got feedback. I was like, yeah, they want to write an offer on this one. So now it's easy for me to pick up the phone. Hey, 
I saw you guys love this one. Want to write an offer? Let's do this. Every step of the way when we built the app, we tried to build it as convenient as possible. We want people to press one button and be done. And so, yeah, every step of the way, we try to make it as convenient and simple as possible. That's great. So is there an annual membership fee for the realtors or is it just sort of be there and bounce this stuff back and forth? So currently right now within the app, it's just pay as you go. So it's essentially like Uber and Lyft. If you need a ride, great, you pay for it. If not, you don't. We're looking at different models for different different realtors. For instance, if you're that realtor that really needs a showing assistant, it might make sense to go to a different payment model with us so that it's more lucrative. Because with yeah. us, $55 an hour, you're at two showings, you're, you're at 100. Four showings, you're at 200. And so we're building in some different pricing models that makes it, a, I wanted to make it a no-brainer. cheaper it is, yeah. Exactly. So right now, it's no annual membership, pay as you go. We're looking to do a couple of different things to make it more beneficial to realtors. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, well, thank you for sharing all that. Is there anything yeah. I haven't asked that you want to share about the app? No, I think you've asked everything. I would like to say for those of you who are interested, let's have a conversation. This is built from realtors, our company as a whole. We're not just hop on our app and do a showing. We really want to make an impact. And I'd like to just share quickly, starting in 2020, we had conversations with our team members and it was around impact. And everyone answered the question, what personal impact do you want to make in 2020? What impact do you want to make within the company? And what impact do you want to make as a company in 2020? And from that created a newfound mission statement or vision statement. And so for us, it's all about impact and it's all about collaborating and winning together. And so for those of you interested in this, maybe we're not in your state, call us, ask us questions. If you had an idea as you were listening to this, let us know because the way we're building out version two is, is actually with beta people. So we have realtors building out every step of the way with us. And so we're all about impact. We're all about working together and collaborating. And so I think it's important for people to know that there's human behind this company. It's not just uh, me and a team that you don't know about. Like we are so much about creating something with our clients and customers and our real estate agents. Yeah, I think that's great. And I'm sure you have. But for those that are listening, you all know that talk about lifestyle business mastery. We work on your lifestyle first and then your business, right? And so this is another way that bringing you other tools that you could utilize, whether you choose to not or not, but to utilize to get back your life to work less and live more, right? And that's really the mechanism for this to do that. So as we kind of close up here today, Patrick, I want to ask you about loan officers because I do have a loan officers listing. So they're going to want to know too. Anytime I have a real estate agent on the call, I want to talk about your relationship with loan officers. As you probably already know, they are in a very competitive market. It's a different type of competition, but they're yeah. a competitive market now. So what's happening with loan officers with you specifically? Are you still having people call you? Do you have specific relationships? Kind of walk me down that line of what that looks like for you right now. Yeah. For me, don't take offense to this, but I'm thankful I don't have too many lenders calling me anymore. There was a point where it's just like every call is like, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so I have my key relationships with lenders. I usually have one or two different ones come in every year. So my relationship with loan officers right now is very tight knit. I like to work with the people I like to hang out with, right? If I can't go have a beer with you or something. I like to do business with people that are like me. Yeah. Or at least that I like. And so for me, it's really relational for me. And then of course they have to perform. But in terms of my relationship with loan officers, it's pretty tight net right now. I would like to say 
it's funny because as a realtor, I think about this. I feel like I'd crush it in the loan business because I know what I would like and need from a lender. And I know what other realtors need like from a lender. I'd say the people I do business with the most are people who just follow up with my clients and do a, a rock star job and update me, right? I have a lot of leads that go out and I'm just like, hey, what's going on with this? And then I go, I'll call or, oh yeah, this happened. And I'm like, crickets. Yeah. And so that's big for yeah, me. That's, most- conversion. that's conversion again. Yeah. No. So you bring up a couple of good points. One of the things that I want to ask you about, since you mentioned that is when you think about, let's say the one to three, however many you have, and maybe some mm-hmm. dabblers out on the peripheral. But when you think about them, are you sending, referring your clients to them because of the product? Are you referring to them because it's just been old standard now and that you're my number one guy and so you just kind of get everything? And have you taken a step back and looked at that relationship to ensure that what took you to that number one position keeps that person in the number one position? Mm-hmm. I was going to say, is it niche or is it personality? Is it a combination? Sometimes it's a combination. I would say maybe 20% is the actual product itself. You got to get with this lender because they have this program. But generally, it's an energy thing for me. It's just whoever I kind of energetically feel like you're going to mesh with the best, that's who I send you with. Because for me, and the way I do business as a realtor is I'm all about customer experience. If I can create an extraordinary experience, I never have to worry about leads again because I'm going to get referrals. And so for me, I'm like, you based on your personality, based on my energy feel, I'm going to give you the, the lender I think you're going to have the best experience. With. And I usually have three I rotate from. Yeah, I love that too. The reason why I'm asking all this is because I'm about ready to do a whole segment on the real truth about realtor relationships. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that there's a lot of depth to that. And I just wanted to get your opinion on that as well. And of course, I want my, my listeners here to hear this as well. And I mean, it's your opinion. I get it. You're saying 20% is about the product and most loan officers are leading with my rate, my rate, my rate, right? Of course. Yes. And, so, and I understand that your opinion, there might be some other realtor says 80% is the product. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You never know. You never know. And so as loan officers, I see a lot of loan officers just kind of flipping back and forth. They're like, well, they said this and they said that and don't text me, don't call me. And so everybody's got something a little different. And I think it's really about getting in alignment and sorting through that and finding out someone the term I always use is working with people that complement and not complicate your practice as yeah. a loan officer. So mm-hmm. I won't work with the top realtor in an area if they're a nasty grim. Just won't do it. Yeah. Right? And I think that you would probably say the same thing. I don't care how much business you do, loan officer. If you're a nasty gram, I'm not going to be working with you. Yeah. Right? Yeah, 100%. I think that's really key. So it all gets down to having these really, really solid, solid relationships and really working them and providing you with referrals and providing you with strategies and resources that can help grow your business, which is why I wanted to bring you on the show because listening to you talking about show as well, this is another tool that loan officers could take to their realtors and say, hey, have you heard about this? Because it might be helpful helping you grow your business because you're saying that one of your challenges is time, right? And that's where the value proposition comes in for loan officers. It's not that you have the best rate on the street. Yeah, it's providing value. Yeah, that's huge. I would say one thing that came up that I'd like to throw out there is yes, referrals, of course. I'll work day in and day out if a lender gives me a referral to pay them back, 100%. I hear some horror stories. Like I give them this massive referral because I wanted their business and they never sent me anyone. I'm like, that's crazy. So that's huge, yes. But more so for me, again, it's client experience. 
if time and time again, I have my client, I'm like, hey, I always ask, I'm like, hey, how was your meeting with X? How'd this go? If 10 times out of 10, they're like, oh, they're great. They're awesome. They're done. Like you are getting business from me. And so that's huge. And then, yeah, show as well. Being able to provide value outside of, yes, my rate and this and that. And we're actually potentially going to beta something with lenders with show, essentially giving them their own portal within the app. And then a white paper on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so when you have a a real estate agent and you guys have the same buyer, you can actually track and see where they're going to show homes. Yeah. It's kind of like a map and agent tap. The only difference is now you have that going in, something else going in between there. So yeah, that's exactly. really cool. Yeah, I was thinking about that as you were talking about it earlier. I was like, why don't you white label this for loan officers? <laughs> because it's like, are you familiar with listing reports? Yep. So it's kind of like listing reports. You know, that portal is through the lender. Mortgage bot is like that as well. That portal is through the lender and it's, the lender's able to say, hey, here's some other tools for you to use. And I think that those are extremely powerful. So, well, yep. it's been a pleasure talking with you, Patrick. I want to ask you one last question. Uh, you already told us a book that you had read before, but what are you reading right now that's inspiring you? Josh, what did I read recently? Take I know. my head away from this. Hold on one sec. Look behind me. Can you see it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this is just a very small sampling. These two were my most recent and I love them. Yep, I actually read that. <laughs> yeah, this is a good inner work, like how to see life. I love that book. And then this book is okay, super great. That one, Positive Intelligence. Yeah. What's that about? Positive Intelligence is about you have emotional intelligence, right? You have yeah. IQ. intellectual and and you have positive intelligence. Positive intelligence is more internal and in your ability to be at a high frequency state. Easily relatable is like to be in flow. It's not 100% about that, but it's about getting within and figuring out what are the, he calls them the saboteurs, right? Mm -hmm. And so the judgment, the judger in you is always saboteur number one. And then he has a, a bunch of different ones. One of mine was the avoider, right? I avoid things. Yeah. And so being aware of those so that you can deal with them in the moment, because right. if you're judging or I'm avoiding things, I'm not my true self and I'm not able to have a high PQ, positive intelligence. Right. Well, and then I think that affects your EQ as well. You know, that's one of the challenges with EQ is people not being self-centered and, you know, all those things. So I think that kind of opens up the door for you to be able to say, okay, I've got my checkup from the neck up. Now let me observe the atmosphere around me so that I can be a leader, which increases my EQ, right? Exactly. It kind of cleans out all the uh, cobwebs so that you can express the EQ. And we know that EQ is directly correlated to the amount of money you can make. Absolutely. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, you so if you exactly want to improve right. your EQ to make more money, you better improve your positive IQ, right? Positive yes. intelligence, yeah. You're like 100%. Yep, yeah. it's about getting within that so you can be at a better positive state, which absolutely correlates into EQ. Yeah, I love that. What's one of your favorite quotes? I told you one of them, right? You don't have to be, be great, great to start. You have to start to be great. The other one I like, I'm going to pull this up so that I don't butcher it. It is one of my favorite quotes. I should know off the top of my head. This is one of my favorite quotes of all time. Here it is. Bear with me. It's by Ralph Waldo Emerson. Okay. And this one speaks to me. It says, to be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest accomplishment. Okay. So say it again. To be yourself. To be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest accomplishment. Yeah. 
It is. It's tough. And you know, that's a word that's being used now so much. And I think overused, but being authentic and vulnerable and authentic and authentic and authentic. And the fact that we have to tell people to try to be authentic. And it actually reminds me of being a Catholic too, because people Mm -hmm. will say, oh, you're Catholic. And I go, I'm trying. I mean, it's tough. I love that. Yeah, because still that from you. Yeah. <laughs> because it's hard, you know, and it could be anything. Or oh, are you Christian? I'm trying, you know, I'm working at it every day, right? <laughs> and that's kind of what it is, is like trying to be your true self with everybody throwing all this stuff against you and you're trying to compete in the glorification of busyness and popularity of its social media mm-hmm. and all that stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. I love that. Especially within our industry, there's a lot of ego <laughs> and there's a lot of how you should be and how you should talk to people. And Gary V talks about it a lot, is he's like a lot of people just fear what others are going to think of them. Yeah. Right. And so if you're able to get really good at being yourself and getting rid of that fear, oh man, the floodgates open in terms of what you're, yeah, because, what your it, because is. now there's clarity and now you become a magnet for the people who like who you are exactly. instead of trying to be everything to everybody and getting absolutely nothing from it. So wonderful. Well, thank you so much for sharing that quote. That's absolutely, yeah. I'm going to have to go find it because it doesn't really have a name. So I'll go find it and make sure we have yeah. a link for it here in the show notes and stuff. I just want to say thank you so much for what you're doing and the impact that you're trying. I know that that's your vision, trying to make an impact on those that you serve and that your business as well. I've always been a believer that your mess is your message. So the mess you were in became your message. Yeah, and uh, I love what you're doing, and I just wish you all the best in the world. You know, getting this off the ground and getting it further and further along. And I just want to say to my listeners, to the audience, if you have interest in doing this, please get in touch with Patrick and work with him to get it all done in your area. And that makes you a market influencer. It makes you a comment. You're not the tail on the comment. You're the beginning of the comment, and you're the changer. And that will get you recognized in a different way as well. So take him up on his offer. So again, Patrick, thank you so much for sharing time with us today. We really, really appreciate it. Yes, of course. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Well, we'll catch you next time on Mortgage Lending Mastery. And as a reminder, everybody, please leave us a great five-star rating and a review. Don't just give us a bunch of little stars. We want to hear from you as well. What are you liking? What are you hearing? And I want to say thank you so much for spending your day with us. And as always, pay it forward. If you know someone who could learn from what we're teaching here, please pay it forward and have them get subscribed as well. And I hope you have a great week. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Be sure to subscribe to hear more sales tips, ideas, strategies, and tactics to help you with your personal and professional growth to multiply your results in record time. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Wanting more beyond the podcast? Join our Mortgage Lending Mastery membership community, where you will find extended interviews with our favorite guests, weekly training, tips, and insider secrets fireside chats with Jen, free content, meet, share, and collaborate with other members, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more about this exclusive content. Mortgage Lending Mastery is an industry syndicate charter podcast. Industry Syndicate is the first podcast network specifically for the mortgage and real estate industries. Get the Industry Syndicate app in the App Store or Google Play today.